Hello and welcome back to the Schooner Pod. I'm Bobby Howard. With me today, we've got Jameson Maxwell. Hopefully, joining us later, uh, Ty Lee. And uh, look, the waiting is done. Uh, ever since the moment we found out that OU was joining the SEC in the summer of 2021, we've been waiting for this moment. The actual SEC schedule. We've got the opponents. Now we have the dates, and things feel more tangible for better or for worse in some cases we're gonna get all into that um but jameson uh i just want to say want to say uh welcome back onto the show and um what are you excited about uh just looking for this did anything surprise you yeah um let's talk about the good things first because i think that it's quite obvious that our schedule is backloaded here like if you look up you know obviously we're gonna have texas right around october 12th that was like a given but, you know, Tennessee, Auburn, South Carolina, amongst those first four with Texas, comparison to Ole Miss, Missouri, Alabama, LSU to end the year. Hopefully that gives us a good amount of time to get our, you know, our bearings in a new conference and play some of like the middle tiered um, opponents before we hit those heavy hitters like Alabama and LSU. Well, Jameson, you can't, can't discard, you can't. You're right. It is pretty backloaded. We do have the mighty main bears coming to town. Um, anyways, so I just realized for the uh, for those of you who haven't seen it, listening on a podcast uh, and can't visually see it on uh, YouTube. Uh, this is the SEC schedule. Uh, September 21st, home against Tennessee. Uh, September 28th, on the road in Auburn. Uh, that's OU's first SEC road trip. Uh, then they play Texas on its traditional... Um, uh, second weekend of October slot uh, after a bye week. Uh, return home to Norman to take on the South Carolina Gamecocks at home. Uh, then they head back on the road to Oxford, hitting up the Grove to play Ole Miss on October 26th. Uh, next uh, next week is back in Norman. Uh, it's not on the graphic, but they play the Maine Black Bears, or just the Bears. I don't know. I don't know what type of bear they are, Jameson. Um, I have no idea. I can't help I you. I don't know. Fair enough. Um which is it's black you know, bears hey, black bears okay well there you go which, which bear is strongest or which bear is best uh not the main one probably um but anyways uh after our you know initiation into the sec garbage week uh we then go on the road to take on the missouri tigers uh heading back to columbia old big eight big 12 matchup there uh you know nostalgia of chase daniel picking his nose uh, i'm sure flashing through your mind right now thinking about that um, and then the one we've been, uh, then a bye week, which we have two buys. Very weird. We'll talk about that. Uh, November 23rd, the game we're all excited for senior night. Uh, someone's going to get the Don key award before an Alabama game, which is insane. I don't want to sound like really weird. I don't want to sound like those BYU guys who got their schedule on and were excited about OU on senior night, but you know, that's going to be pretty damn neat to see OU Alabama. Uh, that that's pretty peak. Uh, and then Thanksgiving weekend, um, rivalry weekend usually. Well, <laughs> I don't know why this is the case, but here it is. LSU on November 30th, uh, heading to Baton Rouge to close out the season. Um, so yeah, Jameson, massive, massive slate here. It's it's bonkers. So um, how do we want to do this? Do we want to go with like a superlative approach? Do we want to go like one by one? 
What are your thoughts? No, we already had the one by one on the SEC schedule release. If anyone was on SEC yeah. Network, they're like, and we're going oh, to start so bad. from week one. And I was like, oh my God. We, we knew the non conferences already. And yeah. There is one moment where Joey Galloway made a mention. He's like, he's like, yeah, I'm really surprised to see this. And I'm like, that has been released. For over a month now, Joey, how did you survive the ESPN cuts? I don't know. This man can, continues to keep bouncing back up. Does what? What exact does he have blackmail on? For real? Like that? It just makes no sense. Makes yeah, no sense. It's like ninety percent of the personalities that we love at ESPN just go to the wayside, but somehow Joey just continues to stay alive. I, I don't know. He just keeps keeps on rolling. I suppose. Um, let's just start from like I, we're not going to go in order. We have to talk about the SEC opener. Josh Heupel coming to Norman. Mm-hmm. Um, element of revenge, maybe. I know they kind of touched on that, obviously. Um, this is an exciting one because I feel like we have a little bit of, you know, background with them. Obviously, that 2015 classic uh, where Sterling Sh- uh, Shepard leaped over a dude uh, at Neyland. That's That dances through your, through your head. Are you, are you excited to play the balls again? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, you know, whenever you're looking at the SEC schedule, I'm more excited about other games because one i feel like the away games will always be more fun because you get to go to enemy territory and it's another aspect of something new but also you know with tennessee being a game that we played in the past 10 years during the regular season it kind of does take the shine away but you know the josh heupel story will make things fun and there's this kind of like weird thing with him where i can't really get a grasp and i feel like he doesn't truly have his internal opinion um does he have you know, good thoughts about the University of Oklahoma. You know, like he's shown up to some events, but you know, there obviously is a little bit of weirdness between the two two people. So um, we'll see how this game goes in Norman. I think it'll be a pretty fun one to watch. Yeah, I mean, for sure. And, you know, it seems like some of that bad blood is getting patched up a bit, which is great. Um, but, you know, it's going to be interesting to say the least. Uh, Josh Heupel, obviously a, a favored son in, in, in Norman and, it's going to be interesting to see if they do anything to, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know if he gets a tribute video. We don't really do that. I but think he will. Yeah. Or, no, or not like some video, because that's more of like, you know, like an NBA, NBA thing. But there will yeah. be some kind of like a pregame or something. There's got to be. For sure. Yeah. And I think overall, it's interesting because there are only two teams on this slate that we hadn't played in the past 20 years in South Carolina and Ole Miss. Uh, so a lot of familiarity here. Um Excited about the road trip to Auburn. I think that's that's a great mm. way to start. You know, he frees his team. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, without a doubt, going to Auburn. It's one of those where it's like a perfect example of it's an insane environment. You know, you're you're getting thrown into the fire, but also Auburn's not great. But we have seen what they can do. Obviously, they had Alabama dead to rights the last time we saw them. Um, so I, I think that'll be a fun one. That's gonna be a really fun one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of going to an iconic stadium is your first away game, but also an opponent at the same time that's been kind of not, you know, as good as we usually thought they were. I feel like that's a perfect mixture of what Oklahoma needs in this kind of jump into the SEC. Auburn is a, you know, a big time program, um, but they're on the down years right now. So perfect, perfect um, situation. I think, you know, we get the Tennessee game at first at home. First SEC game at home with a lot of meaning to it and then going on the road to an Auburn team that's still good, but at the same time is going like, you know, the wrong direction in terms of up and down. 
I, I honestly, I wouldn't be happier moving into Texas weekend. Oh, absolutely. And that's one point I want to kind of talk about before we get to Texas. But, um, you know, when we saw the opponents, we're like, oh, man, oh, you got really screwed on the schedule here because of the opponents. But in mm -hmm. terms of schedule structure, I actually really like it. You get a bye before Texas and you get a bye before Alabama, your two biggest games on the schedule, which, in my opinion, it's pretty delightful, honestly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And one thing we've realized very easily with the college football playoff in terms of SEC opponents, if they have a team that starts off hot and does well at the beginning of the year, their schedule, you know, at the end of the year, if it's tough, the opinions don't change too much in the CFP committee. It seems like a lot of those teams like Ole Miss, for example, this year started off really hot and then played a tough game versus Alabama. They were kind of held in higher thoughts, um, even though they kind of sputtered at the end of the season. So in terms of a backloaded versus frontloaded in the SEC, I'd rather have a backloaded schedule. Yeah. And I mean, there's obviously the debate of, oh, have they gotten tired or like the grind it takes on you and the physicality and all that. But, you know, just in terms of adapting to it, you know, I think that's important. I mean, think about mm -hmm. Texas A&M's first year. Uh, they started pretty hot with a, with like Florida at home lost that one, but the rest of the year they were hot as hell and were really good, mm. you know, beating Alabama on the road. You want to be playing your best ball at the end of the year. And that's what I think OU has a chance to do there. Yeah. Question with Texas moving on, Bobby. It's now that we're in the sec and we have different time slots. Is there any kind of scenario or if there's something that I missed where it's not going to be an 11 AM kickoff. So, and I'm sure they might be talking about times right now. I don't know. I don't have the SEC network on, but um, they have talked uh, when this move is announced, Sankey and Castiglione and all that, about making this one a that legendary vaunted uh, 2.30 kickoff in the Boo. SEC. I personally don't like Boo. it. I'm with you. I'm with you. That game should be at 11 a.m., crack of dawn, you know. Corn All dogs are a breakfast food, not a lunch food. Exactly. Exactly. And the, the, the fair is so much more hectic in the morning when everyone has had time to get there. And it's just like at peak capacity. Because mm. in the morning, it's like there's some people who still haven't gotten there. who just want to show up just straight at the game. They don't want to do the fair before. But when you have enough time, it just loads out everything. It's not that's that's a tough position to be in. And then there's still some Texas folk and every single year I see it, I'm just like completely just flabbergasted. I'm like, why are you here right now? And I understand everyone's schedule. You only get some Saturdays off, but like you chose to came on, come on this day. Like just woof, like some ge woof. the generic people who come, come hang out. Yeah. I, I don't get it, <laughs> but I'm like, um, good for y'all. If y'all like crowds. All right. It's just a strange move on that end. Um, but okay. So let's move on. Um, I, I guess actually, we are gonna no, go I actually, no, I, I don't, I don't want to move on because I actually have a quick thing to say about Texas, them having OU and Georgia back to back. Is yeah. That's absolutely tough. brutal. Oh man. Like their, their teams aren't, are the, the teams they have are lighter. They get the bye week is, though, right? They, I mean, yeah, they get a bye week before OU, but they have to play OU and Georgia back to back, which is yeah. hellish. Um, and then to make matters worse, I'm pretty sure. That I, 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 Paul Feinbaum, of all people, actually mentioned it. Um, that's also uh, F1 weekend in Austin. So, Georgia fans, woof. No, 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 that was not meant to be a dog pun. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> that's going to be so brutal to get a hotel room for. And uh, best of luck to you on that. Yeah. One. 
that that's yeah i didn't even think about the hotels too i was just thinking about how it's going to be so fun but like honestly it's already hard enough with like austin and it's real estate yeah for sure uh i don't really know if there's anything to say about south carolina chain beamer yay whatever uh that'll be neat i guess nice little little appetizer after te- uh, texas that's neat uh and then you go on the road for um i mean you're they're gone most of in, for major games, uh, most of that back half, uh, going to the Grove, uh, that'll be, I, I mean, we've talked ad nauseum about how fun that'll be. Uh, Ty says it's overrated, I think. Um, I can't remember. Or is it, might be someone else who says it's overrated. I'm not sure. Um, you know, Missouri. I can't keep, I don't I know. keep up with this hater takes anyways. Uh, yeah, I, I, I can't track the hater takes. Uh, okay, so I'll ask you this. Uh, uh, are you gonna are you gonna try to go to the Grove? Are you interested in all this? So we originally were planning on it because I think obviously, you know, going to these games in a couple years from now, whenever we get the chance to play them on the road again, and obviously the way the SEC schedule is set up, um, you don't really truly know when the next time you'll get this team on the road. Um, but if there's a time to go, it's this season. Because the shine of going somewhere whenever you're the newbie in this conference will make it even more fun for you. So you're looking at these away games. You're looking at, you know, Missouri and Ole Miss and LSU and Auburn. And you're like, I don't know how I can go to all of these. But in all honesty, if you have the means and you have the time off, like this will be your greatest return of how much you enjoy the trip because of just this being all new to you. Once you watch them and you're in the SEC for a couple of years, that shine isn't going to be as shiny. Right. No, I, I agree. Um, I, I I think that is definitely one you can't miss. You, you have to take that one up just now because, again, we don't know what it's going to be like. We don't this get this is the one year like gap schedule of eight teams. And uh, yeah, got to got to get your trip into the to the Grove in now before things go go crazy again. Yeah. Um, Ashley yeah. has friends with a tailgate in Ole Miss, and she was so excited to watch this because she was like, you know, going to hang out and go to the tailgate with Ole Miss. She texts them, and they go, "Oh no, that's Taylor Swift weekend." And I was oh. like, oh. "I thought it just meant more. I thought it just went, meant more." That's brutal. Uh, I'm like, "Well, that shouldn't hold us back, but it could." It's going to hold Ashley back at least, but uh, she's not a Swifty, but in terms of not having a tailgate to go to, exactly. I mean, it takes her. That's just going to make more. her hate Taylor Swift even more. Yes. Um, We're not haters yeah. here. I don't, I don't, I don't want to get anyone in the no, comments no, no, no. here. No, no, no. That, that's, that's a whole algorithm. Bad views, bad views, bad views, bad views. Do not do that. <laughs> no, no. I, I saw it tick up too. After we started talking about Taylor Swift, <laughs> that's not good. Uh, okay. So I got to say, let's talk about, I just want to say Missouri, it should have been Thanksgiving weekend. Why not? Why why aren't they? I don't know. What it makes so much sense. You know, it's a big eight deal. A lot of people have kind of rumored that it would be like kind of our Thanksgiving thing. Why mm. why is it doing what's what's it doing in November 9th? I, I my heart literally dropped seeing it because that's like the one road game I could do without. I do not care about going to Columbia exactly. at like at all. Like mm. I do not care about that. We're going to play them a lot. You know, we talk about uncertainty about Ole Miss. Missouri is like almost assuredly going to be a year by year opponent for OU just because of 
you know the history the they, they finally have a have a friend now uh in the sec they they never made any sense you know what the hell an arlington mm -hmm. what the hell's a uh, polar bear doing in arlington texas that's missouri <laughs> in the sec but now they have a little bit of a bridge so we're gonna get them a lot so why are we putting them here on the weekend where people can't really travel it's awful yeah i i truly i'm very confused about it because it made sense as kind of like our shoe and second rivalry within the conference, you know, because LSU, I, I get that because there is some kind of bad blood between our fan bases in this 21st century, but Missouri is an open slot for it to develop a relationship in terms of a rivalry. We already have the recruiting thing that's been going on recently. Our fan bases have been at each other's necks, you know, at the Williams Nowinary and then Luther Burden and then a little bit of Katie Green going on right now. We're not going to get into that, but still like yeah, that's a whole we, deal. <laughs> we've been at war um, recently. So putting them on a rivalry week would have made sense. And I don't know like how consistent our schedule is going to be with Missouri, but I feel like that's a big mixed op missed opportunity. Is the SEC trying to make an LSU-Oklahoma rivalry with this, or is this just they threw it in this time slot and they didn't really think much about that? I, I don't really know. Because honestly, I thought LSU, like the battle for the boot with LSU and Arkansas would have gone there. You know, in that in that Thanksgiving slot, it makes so. LSU much sense. has so many rivalries already. Yeah, you know, like what, why are we shoehorning an OU one in here? You know, we we yeah. played twice. We we haven't like the, the history is not all that deep. I mean, when we've played, we played in big games, but it's not like a back and forth thing. Unless we want to count like the 1950 win or whatever. So it just it's just silly. Um, it's and, really disappointing. Um, but I mean, you know, the Missouri game will be a fun one to watch on TV. Like that yeah, will be no a doubt. very good game. Like this Missouri team is legit and they're moving in the right direction. Um, even though Eli Drinkwitz is an absolute, I don't, I, I'm Clown. not going to even say a word. Yes. I, I can't think of a unique word for him because he's such Bozo. a, yes, yes. All of those create a superlative of those. He's just a weirdo. Charlatan. Um, I like charlatan. Let's let's move on there, with that he's a, one. He is a char he is a charlatan. <laughs> yes. Um man, it would just been nice to play him on November 30th, wouldn't it? It would have been really nice to play them right before postseason. I hate it. I hate it. Um but yeah, I don't know. And I got to say, what is the last game that has felt as big as OU Alabama on the 23rd? In terms of in Norman. The, yeah, Norman game, that is, hmm, I, I, you have to think about it because you have like, our, I whenever I think about these bigger games, I think about, you know, like the Ohio State game that we Notre had in Dame. Norman and then Notre Dame as the well. Gumby game. Yes, yes. But like that Notre Dame game was a while back, you know? Yeah. I mean, over 10 years ago at this point. Yeah, um, that was a long time ago. I would. Unless at this point, I'm, I'm missing something, I, I it's got to be the Ohio State game, and that was a non-con game. That was a non-con in 2016. So at this point, mm -hmm. it'll be eight years since that game, which is uh, why I mean that that just illustrates everything about this OU schedule uh, in the past and how much of a breath of fresh air this is. Even though it's pretty light, uh, obviously eight conference games, you lose your one of your you don't you have an uneven balance between road and away with Texas taking up one of those home games this year. Um, but overall, getting Alabama on there like th this being a week year where it's Alabama, Tennessee, Carolina, South Carolina, that's 
that shows a lot. That shows a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I guess an, an, another thing about the schedule that kind of stands out, we just got hit. You know, we we're kind of talking about Thanksgiving week with the LSU game. We got hit with the Friday game this year. We already had our qualms about that Friday game, how it's really not our favorite. Unless they change something, which they did do a couple years ago, two years ago, they did change our Iowa State game away from a Thursday back to a Saturday. Um, we are not pegged for that weird Friday slot um, with LSU. Yeah, we didn't get hit with that, which is good. I'm fine mm-hmm. with that. I, I didn't love the Black Friday thing, and I'm glad to see that not continue. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, going, let's go back to Alabama and talking about that game. And obviously, when everyone was talking about the move to the SEC, their mind first goes to Alabama. That's just the way the SEC has worked recently. Everyone just thinks the SEC logo and Alabama, even though Georgia's been the powerhouse as of recently, and obviously Alabama won the SEC championship, but like still, everyone thinks Alabama. And getting them at home first in November 23rd, I think that is such a big time game to have, you know, coming off that bye. And then if we can get that momentum win, because there's a chance we could absolutely win that game at home. Duh. You know, it's a very mm-hmm. winnable game whenever you play that game at home. Yeah, absolutely. That would be so big for momentum moving forward. And who knows what that could unlock. Right. And it's, I mean, it, it's, it's enormous. Um, not only big for momentum, and big for atmosphere you have to imagine this is a night game uh oh there's no doubt there's zero no percent chance that's going to be anything other than a night game right the, this but, but is... honestly can't i mean 230 slots too but i mean they're moving away from the cbs like how, how is that going to work really with they, our, their time slots bobby so espn and abc you know the 230 thing is an sec thing it's not a cbs it's an sec thing okay the sec specifically like cherishes and wants to keep 230 as the slot that is their prime time slot they're mm-hmm. still living and dying on it that's good uh, they're carrying I'm that really over that. we love uh, the 230s are the best that's the best time slot anyways i, I love mm-hmm. it not too early not too late perfect perfect usually great weather it's it's awesome um even though Big Ten's starting to get CBS, this is going to be like two thirty. These ma- these matchups are going to win out, and the SEC. One thing I love about them, they're not afraid. They're not going to back down to any other matchup or any other league. They're going to just flat out be like, "Hey, we have the better matchup every time," because they do. Yeah. Um, so that weekend, Bobby. So we have Alabama, OU, Arkansas, Law Tech, nothing. Auburn, Texas A&M, nothing. Florida, Ole Miss, nothing. Georgia, UMass, nothing. Kentucky, Texas, nothing. LSU, Vanderbilt, nothing. Florida, Ole Miss, could that be the 230 slot? Missouri, Mississippi State, nothing. Yeah. Um, and Wa- mentioned- Wofford, South Carolina, Tennessee, UTEP. Yeah. I think I said it all. So that that is the shining game. Yeah. And they have mentioned that they might flex some games from 230 to prime time that they felt like it makes sense. And I feel like it that would make sense for a night game it just it's too cinematic to not i think um and it, it's gonna be a great one um we've talked on this show before about how great that home and home was in the uh early 2000s uh alabama alabama fans glow a lot about it uh ou fans glow a lot about their trip to tuscaloosa it, it was it was it, there's a lot of mutual respect there and i think that it's just going to be an excellent game really exciting uh, to have that one mid-season. Um, 
And again, Alabama, this this has to be weird for them. Having to go on the road in Norman the week before the Iron Bowl. Woof. That's brutal. Yeah. No, there's not going to be an opportunity for them to look ahead to the Iron Bowl. And who knows how Auburn goes. And, you know, it could be another season like this where they're kind of scrapping around around 500. But still, you know, like obviously their minds are going to be on that rivalry game. Man, does that make it just so great to have it November 23rd? I am I, honestly, if you, Bobby, just let's let's play a little bit of a game here. And obviously, we know we'd switch up the Missouri. But if you could switch up the schedule, would you, how how much would you change for OU in terms of making your perfect schedule for OU? And I'm not saying the teams. I'm just talking about the order. So I, with all due respect to, to, to how epic that late November clash against Alabama is, I would move it to, I'd move it to late October, I think. Um I think the weather is a little bit nicer, you know, late November in Oklahoma, you're really flipping a coin on to whether or not this is garbage or not. And frankly, I kind of, we kind of had an idea. We were bouncing around about like camping, like in the tail on on the tailgate spot the night before Alabama. Um, That might not be possible. So that selfishly is probably the only thing I would change outside of the obvious, you know, send Missouri to the Thanksgiving gulag. Uh, But that's the only thing I personally would change. What about you? Yeah, um, you were thinking from a fan's perspective. I was thinking from a competitive co- perspective of <laughs> OU and their ability oh, to win. Were games. you asking me from a competitive perspective? <laughs> and I, just I, ignored I, it? I guess no. I really didn't specify. I guess I was in just my mindset, and I didn't. I I don't know. We we're just on two different pages. Well, I think I that's good. Here, I, I think that's totally that's good. Uh, if you're talking about from a competitive standpoint, I honestly would have had it Tennessee starting at home because I'd want a home game to start. I'd want something good enough where it's a competitive matchup, but not one of our top tier. So at the home, it's only South Carolina, Tennessee, and Alabama. I don't want to start with Alabama. So I think there was there, there was a rumor that that would be the case. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I thought I wanted it. I thought I wanted the big one. But I think splitting it up where you have the big SEC opener mm-hmm. and then you have the Alabama game. It gives you two two big ones, you know, instead of consolidating it into one yeah yeah so i i would want tennessee week one like i said earlier in the show i'd want for my first road game to be a big time opponent um in terms of like a fun atmosphere but something that's very winnable of our away games we have ole miss missouri lsu auburn i think auburn's perfect right there absolutely perfect and then getting a bye before texas Perfect. Then coming off Texas, you people talk about hangovers all the time. South Carolina, great game to kind of hope help you away from a hangover. Probably the easiest team on our schedule. Yes. Oh, probably by uh, far, by uh, far. Uh, for, <laughs> in terms of in conference, yes. Like a, I mean, yeah, you could it, you could argue with Auburn, um, but right. South Carolina is the way they've looked at the end of the season. And then Spencer Rattler leaving. Everyone's going to clown Spencer Rattler, but still, that's a brand new quarterback into right. a system that has been quite. What's the word? I need word guy. Hot, I need another word cold. guy. Hot yes. <laughs> I, I need my word Erratic. guy. Come back and help me. Yes. Yes. We're going to go with that one. Yeah. Um, but yes, you can't it's, use it's the term bipolar, but yeah, that, but it, yeah. it, it kind of has been kind of has. Been. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, and then right after that, you know, I really just in terms of this schedule, I'd only switch Missouri and LSU. That's the only thing from a competitive standpoint. I love the way that it um, worked out for us. 
I'd also say from a fan perspective, I think it worked out too, because you have, you have one SEC home game a month, you know, really not Texas. We don't count that obviously, but you get a game in Norman, you know, mid, mid, late September, you get a game in Norman, mid, late October, and then you get a game in Norman, mid, late November. It's perfect. It, it, it just feels balanced. It feels fair. feels right. I love it. I, mm-hmm. You know, I, we don't have, I, I mean, we do have two, we don't have two road games back to back, do we? Yeah. Because there's that main game and, and 1982 was asking about that main game. Uh, it's in between uh, Ole Miss and Missouri on November 2nd. It just it's perfectly balanced. I, I love it. Um, and from a fan's perspective, you know, there's some people that get a little bit fatigued during the season. You know, especially in October, November, there's people that you know want to go to Thunder games and um, kind of playing the game of like Oklahoma City Thunder plus Oklahoma Sooners. You know, not having a game back to back weeks really does make things a little bit more special and doesn't fatigue some of our older fans um, from, oh, I, we just went to a game last week. Well, and frankly, too, I think having the big having a lot of big games late, like if, you know, we, we all know and probably expect there's going to be some growing pains in the SEC, tougher schedule. They're going to trip up more. If, if you're expecting OU to go 13 and 0, you're just probably being unrealistic with yourself, just frankly. Um, so. If OU is dancing around a college football playoff run, that sort of thing, but not like maybe probably out of the CFP, you still have something to play for because you have really cool games. Yep. You know, you, you, you're not you're not giving up on the season because, you know, oh, it's BYU and there's nothing to play for. It's like, no, we want to beat Alabama. No, we want to beat LSU big, and Baton Rouge. Big time point. Big. There's big a lot of. Point. Yeah, you, you have that motivation factor throughout the season. Um, and I think that's, I think that's really fun. And I think that's just a part of the whole SEC thing is every single week, you know, you're going to be a little nervous. You know, I don't think there's a single team on the schedule, you know, barring South Carolina, where you think OU is going to come in and just smack them. Um, you know, so I, I think obviously non-conference those don't count. I mean, they do count. We can talk about them. We've known about them. Um, but I, I think that little bit of fear, I think adds a little bit of fun. It's it's way more fun than, you know, you have two out- outcomes, either be satisfied or just like content that we won or heartbroken and pissed that you lost or, yeah. or, or, or didn't play well enough and still won, you know? So it's, it's a better alternative. I like it. I'm for it. And seeing it all laid out like this, ugh, it's going to be a great, great fall in Norman, Oklahoma. I'm really excited. Yeah. Like you said too, what happens if we lose games to, Let's play hypothetical. We lose games, Texas, Ole Miss, Missouri. You know, that is, you know, three or four games right there, or I guess three or five games right there. And that's quite a horrible stretch that we're going through. You have big time redemption in terms of what the national public views of you whenever you go play the Alabama game and you play the LSU game. It is absolute redemption. And also to prove yourself, it's a win-win to have those games at the end. Yeah. And, you know, we're making CFP cases, you know, getting big games at the end. You know, I think that that's part of it, too, I suppose. You have more mm-hmm. resume building points. Recency um, bias is very, very strong in the uh, clearly. playoffs. And to be honest, I already talked about how premacy bias is also a big thing. Um, I think that they are just they don't care about the middle. <laughs> I think that's no. just what the CFP is. They care about nothing in the middle, just the beginning and the end. 
clearly. Yeah. And even the beginning sometimes, you know, they completely forgot that LSU lost to Florida State, but that's neither here nor there. Um, yeah. So, Jameson, let's, I don't know. Let's, I, w- I want to ask you a question. Let's go through it. Mm-hmm. As OU structured right now, and let's assume OU wins all the non conference games. You know, no offense yes. to Houston, no offense to Willie Fritz, you know, he, yeah, he's coming to Norman regardless, apparently, you know, uh, no longer at Tulane, but uh, not Houston. Um, no offense to Willie Fritz, no offense to Tulane. Uh, both great, really solid programs. Could be fun, but if we lose that, then we're in trouble. Let's assume we went out all mm-hmm. the non-conferences. Yeah. And let's go game by game. Which, how, let's let's just go game by game. Tennessee, win or loss? I think that's a win. I, I think, think it's, it's too, too big of an opportunity. It's your first SEC game with a lot of things going on right there. And Tennessee is a very good program. It's going to be a very, very good game, but I think I think we can edge it out. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be a competitive, it, excellent football game. It'll be the game that we actually know Jackson Arnold is a huge competitor. We we believe it right now, but we will know it in that game. Exactly. I agree. Uh, Auburn on the road. I think we win that game, too. Just I don't like the way that this Auburn football program has been going. Um, it's going to be it's going to be tough just because they're our environment. But I think we win. I think it's I think it's shaky. I think there are times of it being difficult, but again, Hugh Freeze, I, I don't I don't trust the man really. Uh he might change things. We'll see. I, I don't really know. Um, but I'm out on Auburn. I think oh you can get this first uh road win. Uh next, Texas and the Cotton Bowl. Coin flip. It's that's what it is every single year. Coin flip, but the way Texas has been playing, you know, it's I, I you could tell well, I could say win a loss. It's yeah, we'll, honestly we'll that's T B D. We'll put in the TBD column. I agree. South Mm -hmm. Carolina home. W. Easy. Old Miss on the road. Uh, I don't know. Uh, What do you think? You go first. I'll go first on the. Wait, is Dart going to. Dart still going to be there, right? Uh, I think he's deciding. So I'll say this Dart there. I think we could. We lose this one. But I'm going to. I don't know. Lane Kiffin teams, I, I still don't believe in them really. And I think Brent and that OU team is just going to keep getting better. I'm going to go with the Sooners. Why not? Yeah. But I, I, I see this one being a, could be could very much be a loss. This is a little coin flippy it's myself. I, I think Dart will end up coming back. It just if you're talking about quarterback classes, you'll you already see it with, you know, with Quinn Ewers. Guys like Jackson Dart, <laughs> you going out in this quarterback class is not asking for much if you were trying to have NFL aspirations. I feel like he'll be there and Ole Miss is going to be about where they were this season. It's going to be a really tough game. I, I think that we might have a loss here. Yeah. I you know what? I, I'm going to count that as a loss as well. Yeah, it just seems like a tough spot. All right. Uh, November 9th, Missouri on the road in Columbia. Last time the Sooners played oh. here, that one was a, that was a loss. I'm sure you remember. Brain, yes, Brain Gabbert. of course I do. Heartbreaking times. I think we're at a Halloween, a Heritage Hall Halloween That's party exactly in, like, where we in were. In middle school. And we, yeah, I, I remember just not having a good time at all. It was awful. Mm-hmm. And that game is going to be, I'm going to have so much anxiety watching that game just because of the recruiting angle. Cause there's so much pent up anger between our fan bases right now with this whole like NIL poach thing. And, you know, is Kaden green, obviously <laughs> it's the writings on the wall there. If he ends up going to Missouri, it's going to really 
be quite suspicious. Obviously, there's other teams out there that are probably giving them offers too. It's probably not just Missouri, but that really Oregon. is the one that makes sense. You know, we've heard of Oregon. Um, there's going to be other teams now that he's in the portal. That he's going to get monster offers. A guy that has that much, you know, experience and potential at the offensive line position as young as he is, you know, it's he's going to get a god offer. But um, I'm going to be honest with you, Bobby. It, the way this offense is with Missouri, you know, with Luther Burden, I feel like he's been so pivotal for them. And I would assume I, I'm still trying to pick up on everybody's, you know, opting in and opting out and everything. Is Luther Burden going to leave? I so he's a sophomore. Um true. So he's not. Sophomore? He's, oh, yeah. So he's a true sophomore. So he's gonna be there. Pretty sure he's a true sophomore. Yep. So he's going to be there. That's going to suck. They're going to have another potent offense because he's going to be an absolute beast of a man next year. It's going to be all the guys we missed on kicking our ass, isn't it? Yeah. You would hope that it's not Noenary like going out there as a true freshman and beasting us, but (laughs) that kid is so good. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. At least the burden's going to have the burden's going to have a freaking day on his. He's going to have 150 and two touchdowns. (laughs) Yeah. That's going to be tough. Yeah, I, I to be honest with you, Bobby, I'm gonna say Missouri is a loss. It feels like a loss. It's it's mm-hmm. one of those that just feels like it, you know, because of the bad blood, because of the history. That just feels like a proper, like perfectly brewed up to be a loss. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna I'm gonna consider that a loss as well. But we'll see. Twenty third, Alabama at home. Yeah, um, I think we can win this one just for the sake of me being pessimistic with Ole Miss and Missouri. Give me a win here. Would I say I'm projecting us to be the the betting line favorite in this game? Absolutely not. I'm not saying that, but screw it. If I'm worried about Ole Miss and Missouri's losses, give me a win versus Alabama. I, I'll, I'll put it this way. I don't see us losing three straight, but with a bye week before, Alabama has the Iron Bowl ahead. Are they going to be that hyped to come to Norman? Like... I don't know. Does Alabama get excited for things? I, I, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will say Nick Saban in November, great track record. He doesn't tend to lose unless it's no. uh, on the plains or uh, on the plains <laughs> or to Joe Burrow. It's either, it's either he beats Auburn or, or, or loses to Auburn or loses, lose, lost to Joe Burrow that one time. Yeah. It's going to be tough. And like looking at that line, just like ahead of time, I don't know how both teams are going to perform during the season, but you'd think it'd be like a touchdown line for Alabama. Well, and also think about this, you know, nobody, nobody knows, nobody's schemed against Alabama in bigger games more than Brent Venables really. Mm, so I think there's true. an help. I think there's an element there. We've seen how this OU team can act when they're really motivated, when they're really fired up for an opponent. We give OU the win here. I don't. I, yeah. I, I don't know if that's too goonery or too uh, Homerish, but yeah, I could see it. And it's also uh, Milrow should be back at this point, I would imagine. And I don't know. I, I see Milrow being a bit uh, erratic at times. So I don't know. I I really liked Milrow, even whenever he got benched. I'm kind of on the other side of that argument. I've I've always thought he was pretty good, and they just soured on him way too quickly. Fair, um, that's fair. And yeah. obviously, my opinions of him was a little bit higher just because the comparison value was Tyler Buckner, and I do not think he's that good of a quarterback. Yeah. Um, but 
still. I, I think, you know, you talk, we say this all the time as OU fans. And I'm sure so many fan bases say this. I think that's just football in general. Mobile quarterbacks, Bobby, does this football team do well versus them? No. No. Yeah. No. Nah. We let the bean man run over us. It's not exactly. Great. Uh, and then wrapping it up, LSU on the road. And so that's a loss. I, I'm there's. I'm not even going to think about that one. That's. I just, can't just mentally imagine us beating LSU. No, ever. no, we can't lose. We can't win in Louisiana. No, it it's going to be tough. You know, I, I I already know. If I find a way to get to that game, you know, you're going to know the second you hear call in Baton Rouge before the game. You're like, oh, we're screwed. <laughs> we're so screwed. <laughs> I, and again, Daniel should be gone, right? Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, definitely he's gone. he's gone. Yeah, so Daniels is gone. They'll have to replace a new quarterback. I don't know. Uh, OU against Brian Kelly, typically pretty good, but that environment's gonna be a little much. So I, I I'm gonna trend. Go ahead and say it's a loss. So uh, nine and three season for OU. Um, honestly, nine and three season for OU and year one of the SEC, I think, would be a massive success. Uh, all things considered, I know that's. Not where you want to end up, but considering the draw we we got overall, I think that would be a win if yeah. if that Texas game flipped the right way. I think so, Jaden Daniels actually could come back now that I think about it with the NIL. I, I could see the way they've worshipped him in LSU. I could see him coming back. Yeah. TBD. Yeah. Because I, I don't I, think I, either either it, way. Either right way, now. it's it's an L. I don't I don't I don't just OU and Louisiana. I just don't think mix. And obviously, my sample size is very low, but still, it's just fried into my brain. Um. No. Yeah. I mean, it's it, it's it's LSU. I we we've seen we've seen them. We just you know both of us attended that Peach Bowl. I can't imagine those colors of that logo losing to us after that. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, hopefully that flips, but. I don't know. I think it's a three or four loss season is what's on the horizon for us. And in a weird way, like a three loss season for OU, you know, it with this type of schedule, if if things shake out differently, if teams pick up more losses, that's like a fringe playoff spot. Potentially. Fringe. Absolutely. It's going to be fringe and it's going to be dependent on our quality wins of which wins do we get? Did we end up beating Texas and then dropping like a Auburn Ole Miss in Alabama or something like yeah. that. You know, we we need to make sure that if we did have the three wins, like we'd have to have a big time. We'd have to either beat Texas or Alabama and either of those teams would have to be a top four team in the you'd, country. Yeah. I mean, you'd have to beat both, uh, it, it, which is crazy. You'd have to be, be beat both or be better on the road. And uh, I mean, hello, you wasn't that great on the road this year, I, I would say. So, no. you know, it, look, if we're struggling in Provos and, you know, a little in Cincinnati and, you know, Lawrence, Kansas with a bunch of people who have already gone home mostly. Yeah, just you got another thing coming. Uh, so probably probably like an Outback Bowl bid. You know, Caleb, Caleb in the comments uh, was projecting an Outback Bowl. Which, I mean, yeah, if we go nine and two in the regular season and we're making the we're making the playoffs. Well, the, that math isn't mathing though a little bit. So, um. Because we have more than, we would have uh, what more than that, more games than that. Yeah, if we only um, have two, if we only have two losses, yes. Right. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, yeah, two loss season. OU gets in. I think. I think that's the case regardless. Um, so, because um, even if it's a bad loss, 
and we have two losses, we would have a good win either versus Texas, Alabama. And if we have two losses and our losses are Texas, Alabama, we lost to two really good teams. It's yeah. straight up. Yeah. And you have, and clearly they care about that. So I, mm-hmm. I think, I think the schedule is difficult, but maneuverable. Uh, um, so yeah, we'll see how it plays out for OU though. Um, Definitely going to be nice to break in that fresh uh, offensive line with uh, zero returning starters oh. against oh. a a very light start a very light start to the season there not not too not too shabby if you ask me so oh lord please transfer portal giveth just please. take us yeah well if you're watching live uh, Jameson I we're we're about to bounce to the bowls I think we've kind of mm-hmm. squeezed this orange. Uh, I don't know. You you have any final thoughts for nope. year one of the SEC? No, I really don't. It's going to be a lot of fun. Go to games if you can. Like I said earlier in this podcast, these games are really fun because it's brand new. And you'll say like, oh, I can go to them. We'll have other opportunities down the line. These games this season will be the most fun just because it's a new experience. So yeah. go if you can. Yeah. Soak up those novel experiences for sure. So. All right. Well, that's all I really have for this. I think it's going to be awesome. I think it's exciting. It's great that the 12 team playoff has started because um, I don't know how OU could uh, win enough games to get into a four team potentially going forward in the SEC. Uh, they might some years, but it's going to be a lot easier to get in CFP. And I'll, I'll put it this way too: if OU hosts host a game, I would ra- I would rather host a game than get a bye just for the experience. Oh, so that fun, so fun! So I'm fun. legitimately making my holiday call schedule for hospital weeks right now, and I'm looking at those weekends right now of the potential of hosting um for a college football playoff it'd be game. so it's fun. just it'd that is so that is fun. the game that you'd want to go to if you can't make it to any of these games in the regular season <laughs> at least make sure you can try to get out to one of those playoff but, ones but also maybe posting yeah i i would if OU's undefeated through carolina then maybe take maybe start thinking about it but mm-hmm. you know we'll see how it goes it's it's gonna be a fun off season I'm gonna be excited to dream excited to talk about the sec um and it feels real now. It feels really real looking at these dates. Um, so very excited uh, for it to get closer. Well, if you're watching live, we're about to hop off of this one and hop on to our ball pick show. Uh, we're going to just be covering the first nine games of the season. Uh, so should be quick, should be easy, you know. And uh, look, if y'all don't know how to pick th- pick through some of these games, this is that's the show you want to listen to. Uh, because mm-hmm. we have guys who have been watching you know, who know what to think about Appalachian State and, you know, have have feelings about Jacksonville State. So we, we we're <laughs> and, you know, New Mexico State, we we, we know they're well, we definitely there. got feelings about New Mexico. State. We do. We do. So make sure to uh, g- jump in on that. Um, and yeah, if you're watching on a podcast, we have that link. We have that link still there to join Bowl Mania. So if you do that, use the code Milady. Uh, M-L-A-D-Y and sign up. We're giving away free money. Free money. Uh, I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I'm going to give 100, away 150 bucks. Oh my God. You were about to say 100. I was about to say, oh my God, 150. Yeah. We're going to, we're giving away 150. Let's, let's go Jeez. nuts. Man. But also, but also this time, right but also now? this time, if I win, I keep it. So yeah. Yes. If you're subscribed to us right now and get into our bowl entry, that is 150. And we ain't giving it to you unless you're subscribed to our YouTube page. Of course yeah no you have to be subscribed so uh yeah cool well that's it we will see you on the bull picks coming up next um but until then have a good one 
Boomer Sooner, everybody. <laughs>